The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a shocking event story that took place once in the city, in the town of Mir in Europe. And the Goyen Reb Shleime, Shimshin Karelitz, said over this story that transpired when he learned in the Mir. He said, it was once very late at night, and a group of Bacharim was going from the yeshiva back to their stancia. That was the, the apartment that they stayed in. They referred to them as stancias. In those days, it wasn't like today, that there was lighting in the streets. It was pitch dark, and a group of boys was walking in the street, and suddenly they hear running. When they heard running, they were convinced that it must be Ganovim and Gazlonim that were running to try to find some people who they could accost. So the Bacharim decided, we better start running too. So they began to run toward their apartment. You know, muddy streets, they were paved streets, and they were running toward their apartment. And the more they ran, the more they hear the footsteps behind them running faster. They come running to their apartment. They manage to get the key in the door. They open it up. They get inside. They shut the door. And a few moments later, there's big bangs on the door. Police, open up. They had no prayer. So they opened the door, <clears throat> and the police said, you should know, you just experienced a miracle. You had an S. We told you to stop. We were screaming at you to stop running. Not only told you to stop, you started running fast, faster. You should know, we don't even know why. We didn't shoot at you. We were getting ready to shoot at you. And the police said, I want to have from all of you papers to show that you're legal. Now, they all had papers because they all stayed in that apartment. Except... From Shleimer Shimshin Karelitz. He didn't live in that apartment. He lived in another apartment. That's where he had his papers. So the policeman said, We want to see your papers. We'll accompany you to your apartment. Show them to us. They went to his apartment, Bach's apartment, showed him the paper, and he saw that he was telling the truth. They let him go. That was the end of that story. I can imagine. Maybe there was only a little hack, but it could have been hack. Such a mice, you know, chasing Rin, he got scared, Hashem to be the police, almost got shot. I had such a story also. I was in England, and a fellow came over to Mechshidashid, and he said to me, Do you mind carrying, taking a suitcase back to my sister in Yerushalayim? I just came from her, I borrowed a suitcase from her. Could you mind taking it back? I said, No, I don't mind. What, what do I mind? I said, What's in it? He said, nothing, some ladies' stockings. I said, okay, what's it? I took the suitcase, it was like a very empty. And then when I went back on the plane to take the last leg of my trip from London, from, from Territory to Israel, I gave the suitcase in. Hours later, when I got off the plane, I forgot about it. I forgot about it. And I got out of the airport, and I got to a taxi, one of those seven-passenger taxis, they took my suitcase and he started tying it on the roof. 
And all of a sudden I realized, oh no, I'm ashamed of that suitcase. I forgot about it. I was negligent. What should I do? So Ayatara told me, forget about it. Forget about it. You know what I mean? Nothing in it. What do you supposed to do now? And there's a show of no such thing. It's not like America. You go back and meet somebody. You could get my suitcase. Sir, once you get out of that airport, you can't get back into that airport. So I decided, no, I'm going to listen to my Yetzir Taif. So the narrative, the way it works is there's a big room where everybody comes through the customs and the doors open up. There's one green door and a red door. So I waited till the green door opened up and I charged straight into the customs hall. It's just a little, you know, thing. I ran to where the carousel was, got the suitcase right away, turned around and ran straight out. And I ran to the, where the cab was, and suddenly I feel something sticking in my back. Something was sticking against my head. And the guys looking at me, who had their mouths open like this. And I looked around. These guys were drawn guns. They weren't, they weren't wearing uniforms. And they started saying, put your hands up. What's this? What's that? I forgot the suitcase. I was like, American, American. I, I, took like, I didn't take it that serious, you know? And uh, I, Take the, give me the suitcase. So, you know, we could have shot you. We would have shot you. We don't know why we didn't shoot you. I said, Baruch Hashem, he didn't shoot me. So, the guy, they opens the suitcase. There's nothing in it. They were convinced I had jewels there. They were knocking on the handle. They were checking the drug for drugs in the bottom of the suitcase, turning it over. They were all being my iron in it. I said, there's nothing in it. Just lady stockings. It says nothing. It's not really here. There's nothing mama shit. They first were real angry, then they, then they toned it down, and they said, you know, it was dangerous, don't ever do that. I said, I won't do it again. The kids are, now I had a problem, because the cab had six places in it, and the best seat in that cab was the front seat. It sat next to the driver. That was a single seat. The seats behind were two, two rows, but there were three across, so it wasn't so comfortable. They told me to go in the back, in the, in the middle. The driver comes out of the car, he says, Habibi! Goes over to the front of the car, goes to the guy sitting next to him, he says, Say, get out of the seat. Tells the guy, This man is sitting next to me. Who give it? He's a man. You see, he just pulled the wool over the those police's eyes. That's the man. He's sitting next to me. The kids, he tells me, Get out of the car. He starts to moan and groan. He says, Get in the car. I sit down in the seat next to the guy. Before we get out of the airport, he leans over and he says, Habibi. He says, They kneel the between me and you, tell me, what, what'd you have there? What'd you have there? I said, I'll take you to the That don't tell, don't tell a person. So okay, I want, I need, mm. I said, lady stockings. He said, I said, he didn't know English. You know what that is? It's called hose in America. They call it hose. He was not, he was going crazy. You're such a wise guy. You fooled everybody. Don't fool me. Tell me the truth. And a whole trip, the guy was making me me sugar. What did you have here? As we get out of the car, he walked me into my apartment. You should like, so I'm asking you one more time. He said, people like you succeed because you don't talk. <laughs> so, Baruch Hashem made it out safe from that story. But it's scary. The kids, sir, the next day this hack came on in, in the Mir Yeshiva. I thought you cannot believe what happened after that. Rabbi Ruchim 
Levovitz, the Mashgiach in the Mir, first made an appointment with the ruling Rabbonim of the Mir Yeshiva. And he told them, I reached a decision after what happened last night, I'm closing down the Yeshiva. Get it? Now, that day was a day where he said his weekly Shmuz in the Yeshiva. Rebiruchim got standing up there, looked very serious, and he said, I want to tell you the Emes, because of a terrible thing that happened last night in the Yeshiva with a few Bachrim, I weighed back and forth, and I discussed it with the Rabbanim of the Yeshiva, and I decided we're closing down the mir. Could you imagine closing down the mir? The mir was, 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 was I, 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 I was no came forward from the mir. And he said, what's the shot? You're wondering why? And everybody got all nervous in the shmooze. They didn't know what he wanted. Why is he closing the door? Because such a story last night. They didn't know why. He said, he said over the whole story, and he said, how was it Shaykh that the Bacharim from the first apartment let Rabbi Shloyme Shimshin Karelitz go alone in the dark with those Goyesha policemen alone without accompanying him back to his apartment? Besides for the Sakana, that they put this guy in? Could you imagine the pachat that Bochum must have had walking alone with the police? They didn't care about his pachat. Besides, they endangered his life. Let's say I feel there was no endangerment to life. But to alleviate his pachat, they should have gone along with him. And he said, the whole entire Torah is not worth a thing without me this type of Rabbi Ruchim used to say that in Slabotka, the altar from Slabotka gave a shmuz for six months, constantly, about one thing, about Midas. And I thought about that story. That Rabbi Ruchim touched it up, that that was Midas rice. It came from bad Midas. And bad Midas, Gansatayr is nothing worth. This is a most serious offense. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.